Welcome back to another Counter-Attack podcast with myself, Daps. Um, yeah, guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. Um, as always, got another podcast for you here with a player that, um, you know, I've been trying to get him on for a while. But um, to be fair, as soon as he heard about it, he agreed to it. But um, we've got another Blackburn player, so I've been trying to stagger them out so that we don't just get them every week. But... Um, yeah, so today I've got Bradley Dack, who's on his way back from injury. So um, I'm just going to bring him in here. And then, as always, we're just going to have a little chat and just see how things go. So, um, like I said, just keep, you know, subscribing, liking, sharing, everything. And um, hopefully we're just going to have another good one here now. So let me just get him in. Yes, my bro. Yo, bro, you all right? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I'm good, man. Just chilling. Good, 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 man. Thank you for doing this, man. Um, I know. No problem. I know you've probably got like a load of offers. And well, did you get a load, a load of offers to do interviews and stuff like that? Uh, I think like a lot of people are doing podcasts now, isn't it? So yeah, quite a few people ask me to do podcasts, but I like to do it with people that I know. I know people that have done it with them before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I watch. I've watched your podcast with obviously the boys from football and yeah. I enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? So, okay. Well, um, I've decided to go down a different route and just properly line you up today. So, <laughs> I would never. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. But, um, how are you feeling, man? Because um, you've been gone a long time on your way back. How are you feeling? Oh, it's been, it's been a long old journey. Um, but yeah, almost at the end now. Um, obviously I, I had the actual injury in two days before Christmas last year 23rd of December ACL meniscus um, so I had that repaired and my aim was to get back in nine months which I was kind of on course for and then right at the end of that about eight and a half months in had a little setback had to go in have another operation on my knee come back and then I picked up like a couple of just little niggle, niggles, which is like expected. Once you've been out for 10, 11 months, your body's just getting used to training again at the intensity. And yeah, so it's been tough, but almost there now. Yeah. What was the, um, the setback you had? What, what actually happened? So it's just, it was literally just, um, I was in a gym and I was doing some jumping, jumped onto a box. And as I've landed, I just felt like like a little bit of a crack in my knee. And we, um, it kind of went away. The pain went away. It was fine. Let it settle for like two days. And then I went back out on the grass. And then every day for like a week, it was getting worse. Yeah. So I was like, I need to, I need to get this scanned. So I got it scanned. And it, it was something that the surgeon warned us about from the first injury that it could happen. Obviously, you never think it's going to happen to you, but obviously, yeah, my meniscus had torn again, so they had to go in and repair that, just like a scope. But it just puts an extra like six weeks on it, so yeah, that was tough to take at the time. Yeah, but you're, you know, you're back now, and um, you know, you had a under twenty three game. Was it last week? Was it last week? Last week, yeah. Um, did you get through? Well, I, I doubt you got through the whole game. You would have done well to get through the, the whole of that. Um, how long did you? Yeah. <laughs> I've done, done 45 minutes, so I've just done the first half and then I'm building up to do, I'll do like 60 or 75 minutes next one. 
Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably do 190 and then I'll be back involved with a with a first team. But yeah, it felt felt so good, man, to get back out there and just just like little things, putting the boots on, shin pads, putting a shirt on. Mm. It's unreal, man. Were you blowing? Do you know what? I actually didn't feel that bad. I've done I've done so much fitness, yeah. Mm. Like when you're coming back from these long term injuries, like, we've been on the grass for like six to eight weeks, just pure running. Mm. So like fitness wise felt fine. It's more like that match fitness. Yeah. So yeah. like just sharpness of like turning, knowing where the ball's gonna go, all that kind of thing, that's still off it, do you know what I mean? That's the yeah. stuff you can only get by playing games. You can't get it. You can train as much as you want. You're never going to be able to get it in training. Yeah, no, 100%. And I remember when um, I was coming back from my injury a couple of years ago. So when I, I broke tib and fib, and then I remember coming back, it was the hardest bit was mental. It was... Yeah, it was, 100%. Yeah, and, and then funny enough for me, I remember someone just clattered me. I remember in training as well, they just clattered me. And then that kind of helped get over it. But for you... Like, well, what's it like for you? Like, do you think twice about, you know, the sudden changes of direction and everything? Or yeah. was it out of your mind quickly? Exactly what you just said, yeah, happened to me. So I started training and, like, every day I trained, I felt more confident. Like, my thing was coming into contact. Mm. So I like to use, like, my hips and my shoulders. Like to, I like to feel people. So, like it felt weird for me to shoulder barge into people and like see yeah. if my knee could take it. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And every day I got better at it, but then I still hadn't really had a tackle mm. and I was still a little bit wary of going into tackles, stuff like that. And then played this game. First 10 minutes, kid just clattered me. And I was like, wow, I didn't, I kind of didn't expect it. And I've jumped up and it was the best thing yeah. that happened to me. Yeah, no. Best thing, because after I was like, I didn't even think about my knee, changed direction. I was just involved in the game. Mm. Knee had gone out my head. I knew I was all right. I can get tackled like that, so I'm fine. So, yeah. yeah, it was the best thing that happened to me. Yeah, and then, and now moving forward, obviously, now that you know you've come through it unscathed, you must be itching to get back. You must be. Yeah, it's been... It's, do you know what? I said this before. Like When I watch the boys, so I watch every game, watch them play, when they're doing well, it's almost harder to watch when they're when they're when they're not doing well if they're losing it's like oh yeah you feel like sorry for them and you feel like I wish I could be out there to help them because you just feel helpless which is a bad feeling but then I think when they're winning I just think oh, I want to f- I want to feel that do you know what I mean I want to be part of that and you don't you don't feel part of it as much as you can be involved with the changing room go and watch the games you're not it's not the same do you know what I mean and I, so I, I just, I just can't, I just can't wait to get back out there. Yeah, at, at them levels though, like, um, who's who has the final say? Because obviously, like, you might want to go out there tomorrow and and play. Yeah. But is it you that ultimately gets the final say, or do you, do you literally have to wait for like a physio or someone to be like, okay, now you can play? So, at the end of the day, it's, it's my body. So, if I'm saying I'm good to go, then that's on me. If anything goes wrong or if I pick up another injury, that's if I make that decision myself, then that's 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 on my shoulders. But obviously through this whole process, it's kind of come down to like loads of different inputs. So it'd be like me, the physio department, the management department, my surgeon, 
and us between them four groups and me will come to like kind of how we're going to transition back into playing. Mm. So we, we made the decision to play three under 23 slash reserve games. And then once I come through them, then it's up to me. Do I feel ready to go and play in the first team? Do I feel like I need another game in the 23s? Mm. And that's how we kind of played it. Yeah. I know um, we get a load of like Blackburn fans actually watching this and without putting too much pressure, like realistically, how long is it till they can maybe like expect to see you back on that, on that pitch? Because we ain't even started talking about the fact that you were an important player. You still are an important player for them. So, you know, sometimes these players that get injured, the team can go without them. Do you know what I mean? And um, you actually are a big part of the team. So I know they're itching to see you get back. And realistically, how long in your eyes before you think that, you know, you can make that? So we're looking at maybe two or three weeks. Oh, it's not even... Two or three weeks available for selection for the first team, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Not not far away. And it's almost pretty much a year to the day. Why are you smiling so much? (laughs) (laughs) I'm buzzing, man. I just can't, honestly can't wait to just play a game again. Like, just can't wait. Yeah. Um, And last on the injury, how much of the actual injury do you remember? All of it. At the time? Like, vividly. I could play it could play it in my head over and over again. That's probably the, the most... Annoying, remember every- that, that's probably the most annoying part, the fact that you think, if I had maybe just bottled that, tack, that tackle or just withheld it, uh, you'd be fine, innit? Because I, yeah. I think I remember seeing that, the video, actually. It was just... It was, it was, it was, it was I, I said points. this straight... Yeah. I said it straight after, like... I didn't need to go for the ball. Like, it was the ball was running out of play. I was no, I was never going to keep it in, but I still tried to keep it in, and that's how I've done it. Just got kind of knocked as I've tried to like stretch round a player to keep the ball in. He's kind of nudged into me to stop me from getting it. And then as I landed, that's when it went. So, but I think I said this straight after, like, why the fuck did I go for that ball? All this stuff, but it's impossible. Do you know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. Any other any other day, any other match, you do that. Nothing yeah. happens. You, you get I've done that movement probably 10,000 times mm. in my whole career. Mm. The same thing. So, how can I ever play like, I can't go for that because I might do this. I can't go for that because I might. Do you know what I mean? It's just, you can't play football like that. And I think if you do, you're never going to get to the level that I want to try and get to. Yeah. And what is that level that you're, you're trying to get to? Because um, the general feeling I get when I have spoken to like, um, oh, by the way, they're buzzing that you're going to be on this, by the way. Honestly, they're, they're flipping. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of them do actually feel that um, you are Premier League quality. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and ultimate, ultimately, every player wants to play at the top. But for you, is that your ambition as well, to, to get to that top level? Yeah, it's always been my ambition to, to play in the Prem. That's, I've made no secret of that ever, like... Obviously, I want it to be with Rovers, but I had an opportunity to go to the Prem and I'd grab it with both hands. Like, that's what I want to do in my career. That's what I wanted to do since I was 18 and it's never, ever going to change. And I feel I'm confident in my ability to, I feel like I could play in the Premier League and I feel like I could do well in the Premier League. But 
obviously never had that opportunity or never got there with a club I'm at kind of thing. So mm. I feel like this season as well is probably the best chance I've ever had in my career to get promoted with with Blackburn, 100%. I was, I was going to um, touch on that as well, the fact that I think you guys are like 10th or something like that, but there's proper optimism that you guys can actually go on and, and, and do something. And last year, obviously, you know, you guys just fell short um, at the last moments. But within the, within the team, what is the energy like regarding promotion? Is it something that, you know what, we're really, really pushing for and we really, really feel we can get it? Yeah. We are pushing to get promoted. Without a shadow of a doubt, I feel like if we was to finish outside the top six... Mm. Everyone would, everyone in that change room would see it as a disappointment, mm. as we didn't, we didn't do what we set out to do at the start of the season. Mm. And I think, from what I've seen, the way the boys are playing since I come back into training, like everything's gone up another level. From when I left, from when I got injured, to now, it's like a completely different. It's like a completely different team. Like it's crazy, really. The, the the difference that I've seen and I feel like this squad is by far the best squad we've had since I've been at the club. Yeah. And do you feel like a lot of the like the, the change in quality and the change in intensity and stuff is down to the fact that you guys narrowly missed out last year and you know that you can play better and you can do a lot better than what you showed at times last season? I think it, I think it has to play a part. I think the fact, probably the last two seasons, we've come not close, but mm. probably two or three games here and there that we should have got results in would have maybe got us in the top six. It does hurt, do you know what I mean? Mm. Although we weren't probably at the start of last season and the start of the season before, we was never thinking we should get in the playoffs. We was thinking maybe we've got an outside chance, put a good run together, we'll get in there. But whereas this season, the mentality is completely different. Yeah. It's, we need to be in the top six. This team has to be in the top six. It's mm. good enough to be in the top six. We've proved in the games we've played, yeah, we haven't been as consistent as we'd like to be this season. But there's games where people will 100% be like sitting up, taking notice of us. Yeah. It's, Beating it's, Wickham 5-0, Coventry 4-0, all these games, people will look at us and be like, they're a good side. Yeah. It's, it's mad though, because normally when... Like when people look at the championship, and I don't know if it's because obviously, you know, there's there's quite a few number of players in, in the team who who are, who are chat to and stuff like that. But it seems that now people are mentioning the Blackburns now. You know, they, they are mentioning Blackburn as a team that can challenge or should be there and thereabouts in regards to the playoffs. And I don't know if it's if that's got to do with the fact that well, Adam Armstrong is bloody flying. Um, you've got Jono, who's who's just. I think ever since ever since he's he's really started speaking to me properly, I feel like his performances have just gone. He's taking credit for him, yeah, for his oh, of, of, for of his form Yeah, of, of course, and um, yeah, like the, the squad is just actually just looking so much so much better. And and why is that? Because it there wasn't a lot of change in regards to income, and so. Is that just down to the fact that, you know, you lot are using your experience of missing out last year and then just, you know, pushing on? I think that does play a part a little bit, but I think the main reason, the main reason one people are now talking about us is 
just the brand of football we're playing. I think we play attacking football, try and score as many goals as we can. Like you said, you've got Armstrong, Bereton, Elliot, Dolan, Gallagher, all these attacking players, Rothwell, who are scoring goals, creating goals, and it's exciting to watch. An exciting team to watch people take notice, and that's why people start talking about us. And then I think also, sometimes it takes periods of time to get to where you want to get to. Not everything's like a manager comes in, his ideas, and then within a season you're promoted. Yeah. If you look at like Sheffield United, took them three years to get to where they was. Liverpool even, Klopp was there, what, three years before they got to the level that they wanted to be at. And I think this is what the gaffer's third year now in the champ with us. And I think now is where you're starting to see all these ideas are now become habits for the for the players. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where we're at right now. And we're not we're no longer a team in transition like gone up from League One trying to stay in the champ. We're now gone past that and we're trying to get promoted from the champ. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally hear that. Who who in your team do you look at and think this is a new player? Because obviously everyone I know Dolan's getting quite quite a few um quite a few plaudits, but is there anyone that you're looking at thinking, oh wow, this is just he's just absolutely important and key to anything that you might I mean achieve this season? I think obviously the obvious one's armor's the key one. Uh, got to keep Armstrong fit. He's going to get you twenty goals plus easy. Um, but I always knew you always knew with Armour that he had that in him. Yeah. And everyone forgot how young he was because he'd been playing for so long. It was like you forget the fact he's only like twenty twenty one, and now he's I think he's twenty three now, and he's really stepped his game up. So, but he was the obvious one. But I think the two that I've come uh, I've come back and like. They're different players now is Ben Burton and Joe Rothwell. I think they're them two are key, massive yeah. players for us now. Yeah. Joe's obviously probably technically the best player we have in the team. And he's really kicked on, looks confident. And exactly the same with Ben. Mm. Ben Ben was nowhere near the player he is again when I got injured to his now. He's sharper, stronger, better in front of goal, more confident. It's, it's good to watch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's funny because I had I had Jono on my on my channel last Friday, just doing a, a weekend prediction, whatever. And the team yeah. were in the hotel, and um, Burton was in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think they were watching the Coventry game or whoever it was that was playing. And then in the comments, everyone was just like, "Oh, Burton, he's gonna score. He's 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 gonna score soon." And and um. And he's gonna have an absolute worldie. And then whatever, whatever happened, and what does he go and do? He scores and then and then, <laughs> and then he assisted. So I'm taking credit for that one as well, mate. I'm, I'm definitely we're gonna, to get, we're gonna have to get you in, man, as like a consultant or something. No, I, I don't think they can afford me to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they can afford me. But um what I did want to talk to you about, yeah. And it's a, it's a funny one. The other day, now, um, and I didn't, I didn't find, I didn't think that there was a problem with it, and you didn't think there was a problem with it. The um, was it Preston's Preston's player? Yeah. When he's gone and got a bit of a handful, and yeah, and all I was thinking was, anyone that's actually played football, even at Sunday league level or whatever, 
Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Like, how harsh is it that they're giving him a three-match ban for that? I just think it's crazy. And I, I know I tweeted about it, and I was probably like 50-50, you know, on, my, on, the, on the replies. It was like people were saying what I was saying, laughable. And then there was people saying, no, nah, it's, it's wrong. Shit can't happen. It's, it's a suit if that's And like, true. yeah, that's, 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 that was the main thing. Like, mm. people were saying to me, if you've done that to someone on the street, it's sexual assault. Yeah, I understand that, but we're not on the street. Mm. We're on a football pitch. So it's different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and if you ain't played the game, you're, you're never going to think how we're thinking. Mm. I don't think. Yeah, and, and it's but funny. I could... Hundreds of times, hundreds of times, I reckon, throughout my career, it's happened. Mm. To me, I've done it. it happens every game. Every game, it'll happen. In the box at a corner. It's just something that goes on. Yeah, I think the game's just, just it's going mad. And um, yeah, I think with all of these rule changes and whatnot, it's just, I think they're, they're slowly killing the, killing the sport right now. Even... And it's going to get worse. I want to say when you lot get to the Premier League, it's going to get worse because then you've got the VAR in and VAR, yeah. things coming, things under more scrutiny. And you're looking at some of the handballs and and some of the decisions. It's all gone mad. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's I saw Man United get um, a penalty the other day, the handball, and he couldn't do nothing about it. West Brom, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't. Oh, but on the flip side, do you think that was a penalty though against United? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, it's, it's, he kicked. He had to. He kicked through his shin, and he barely touched the ball. But he kicked through. He hit his shin before he hit the ball. I can't. I cannot believe it got overturned. Like, but this VAR is, is so bad, man. Like, the offside and that. I just. You know when they're offside. See how Bamford was offside, Joe, when he was pointing. Yeah. And they're saying it's his shoulder or whatever it is, his armpit. How can they, the people doing the lines? How can they tell me? where his armpit starts and his armpit stops. <laughs> How can they put the line on it to be like, that's where his armpit is. He's got a shirt on, so mm. you don't know. He might have big armpits, you know what I mean? How are you, you meant to know? It's, and it's, it's crazy because his feet were like way behind the, like the, the line. And, and this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I think the referees yeah. are just, they're, they're starting to bottle it a bit. Definitely starting yeah. to bottle it and, and be safe and, and um, I was saying the other day um, on one of my podcasts that I think the referees should actually be interviewed after the games now. 100%, I think. I've always said that. Yeah, I, I think they should come out and actually just be like, okay, I made a mistake or I, I gave this foul for whatever reason. But because it's like they make these mistakes, or not even mistakes, but they make these decisions and they're not held accountable to it. And, and this is... Exactly. This level. Do you get what I'm saying? So... At least come out and explain it. Hold your hands up if you need to and whatnot. But it's like they hide behind. And if, and if, yeah, if they did that, they'd have so much more respect you know what I'm saying? in the game. If the, ref, if the ref come out and said, like, say he made a mistake and it's clear as day he's made a mistake. If he come out and explained why he made the mistake, mm. if he said, do you know what? I couldn't really see it or I weren't 100% sure it was a penalty so I couldn't give it, or whatever it might be, if he actually explained why he made the decision, mm. even though it was wrong, he, they'd, they'd, get so, they'd be less stress for them. 
Exactly. They get hammered in the press, in the media. If they come out and spoke, they wouldn't get as hammered at all. Nowhere near. Exactly. I think it's a no-brainer, but I don't think that'll ever happen anyway. Do you know what I mean? I think they're just no, no way. respected. I mean, the most protected people. But um, who did you grow up yeah. supporting? Because you you're from South London, right? I'm from South, yeah. Um, I was a Man United fan, yeah. <laughs> One of those London Man United fans, yeah. <laughs> what was that about? Was it just that like, there's a player you looked up? I bet it was Beckham, innit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how did I know? How did I know? Beckham. Yeah. So, so my dad, my dad, my dad's a Spurs fan. So when I was like, when I first started watching football, four or five, I was I love Spurs. And then, obviously, during the 90s, the only team that was, like, winning and on telly, Man United. So, and I loved Beckham. Loved him. Yeah. To be fair, so I liked him. Turned over to United. I liked him even more when he left United. <laughs> I cried the day he left United. I, I, well, that just shows that you're a bit of a baby, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was a top, top player. Um who did you model your game on, though, growing up? Was there someone who who influenced the way you play? Yeah, so I always, I loved Lampard and Gerrard. Mm. Mm. I just loved, probably more, I loved watching Gerrard more, but then I based my game more off Lampard. As I, I, When I got older, this was like, when I was between that 10 and 16, I was just playing whatever, however I wanted. And then at like 16, I started to study the game more mm. and I watched a lot of Lampard and the way he scored goals, really. Yeah. And I felt like that's what I was kind of good at. Always, I always scored goals, no matter who I played for, where I played. And he was the one that I kind of looked at and was like, right, watch him because he does it the best. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was having a conversation today with one of my friends who loves Bruno, absolutely loves Bruno Fernandes. And then... Um, Someone else in the group chat was saying that he's the modern day Frank Lampard. And then this whole conversation got brought up and and I don't feel that people give Lampard enough credit for um forget the goals. Obviously he scores goals and whatever, but I don't think people give used to get twenty goals a season, every single season. But do you know what else I liked about Lampard? He would get all those goals but still do his job as a centre midfielder. Get me? The job came first and then the goals. But everyone just remembers him for the goals. And, and when they said that to me about Bruno Fernandes, I was just like, wow, you guys are really... No way. Yeah, n- never, never, never. Who are you like, enjoying watching though in the league right now? Play in the league? Um, I love watching De Bruyne, man. <sighs> De Bruyne is the one for me. He's the best midfielder in the world for me. You know what? I'm not even going to disagree with that, but I'm not going to agree either. But um, sorry to bring it back. <laughs> well, who, who would you? Who would your best midfielder in the world be? Oh no, no, I, I genuinely don't know. But KDB is oh, definitely okay. up there. KDB is definitely up there. And the reason why I'm saying I'm saying how I'm saying it is because back to the Bruno argument. My friend was talking about he's the best because he's got all these goals and whatever. And my thing is, okay, but if you're not scoring goals, like, I still need you to influence the game and, and, and have an impact on yeah. what. And then I said, um, Bruno gets more goals and 
assist combined than KDB does, but you'll never say he's better than KDB. Why is that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like anyone that watches football will tell you KDB is a better, the better player. So for me, he's definitely yeah. one of the best up there. My mind is going blank right now in regards to midfielders. Which other midfielders are around right now? Um, yeah, my mind's proper gone blank right now. I don't know. But KDB is definitely there's not many. Player. Yeah, there's not really not many about. You know, you've got the ones that are under decline now, like Modric, he's been around for, for a, a while. Yeah, Tony Cruz, Busquets, all them, yeah. but they're not. I just love the Bruno. He's so, like, dynamic. He, he's like Gerard. That's what he reminds me of. Reminds yeah. me of Gerard. Yeah. And like, leggy, big, long strides, powerful. And he can win you a game even without scoring. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's a, yeah. a top, top, top player. Top, top player. Um... What do you think of United's season so far, being a United fan? Are you one of those that you're not having Oli? Or, or would you rather not say? I don't know. Like, it's a tough one. I've spoken about it a few times with, with different people. Like, I just don't... If you do sack him, I just feel like you're just continuing the cycle that have gone, apart, gone over the last seven years. Mm. So, David Moyes come in got seven months so he didn't have a chance to build his team Van Gaal comes in gets 18 months probably starting to build a team sacked do you know what I mean we've gone round that cycle Mourinho comes in starts to build a team sacked so just give him time yeah I think you have to give him time let him let him get his players in let him get the players out he wants so give him like this is his first full season do you know what I mean Ooh. give him this season See where you are at the end of the season. If you finish outside the Champions League, then maybe say, Do you know what, thanks, but we're going to go somewhere else. Mm. But I don't think if you sack him now, what's the point? I think as a as a Arsenal fan, and I don't like seeing United do well, I think he's got to stay. I think he's got to stay. Yeah. Um, no, nah, because I don't, I don't think you're not that great with him in charge. I think if, if another manager, if another manager had that same set of players. Ridiculous, but like you said, you can't at the same time, you can't go around just repeating cycles and, and sacking managers. Like, me as an Arsenal fan, everyone's always telling me, or not everyone, but a load of people are like Arteta out, and I'm like, that makes no sense. Because you, you said at the beginning, um, in regards to uh, managers, like, um, your, your gaff has been there for three years now, Klopp's been there for three, four years now, however long he's been there, and, and in the beginning, it's never happy day straight away. You get what it I'm takes saying? time. Exactly. So yeah, I'm I'm on that one. Just just give it time and and we'll see how it goes. Off the the only thing I'd say about sorry, the only thing I'd say about Solskjaer is it's hard to see like see like with Arsenal, mm. you can see Arteta's got a way of playing, an identity that he's putting into the team, and you can see what they're trying to do, where they're trying to go with it, and it, you can see it takes time. Like when Klopp come in. You could see what they was trying to do. They didn't have the players to do it, but over time, he got the players, and now you, you see what they're doing. Same as Guardiola, same as what Mourinho does, even though he does it a different way because he plays defensive football. You see Spurs now from where they was when he took over, different team. Yeah. Whereas Solskjaer, it just looks like it's vibes. He's off. He's off winging it. Yeah. No, that, that's it. It's literally you go out there and just and you just vibes. And just see see how it goes, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's why they can lose six one to Tottenham at home, and then go and beat PSG. 
that's not the sign of a good team. It's not the sign of a good team, man. Long may it continue, mate. Long <laughs> may it continue. But, um, yeah, you look like you've actually um, like lost a bit. Have you lost a bit of weight? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're happy with I that. Had, yeah. I had to. Cause, <laughs> I had to because, uh, yeah, like, obviously, when I was injured, I wasn't doing anything. So I was like trying, trying to look after your weight, but then at the same time, like your head's all over the place. So you're just like, oh, I'm not playing football for six, seven months, but then the last like 12 weeks, I've been, I just smashed it. Got, I wanted to make sure I come back the fittest I had ever been in my career, the strongest I've ever been, most powerful. And I've kind of I've seen the benefits of it in the gym. Just yeah. all the all like the data and that just telling me, yeah, I'm better now than I was athletically wise. I'm better now than I was before I was injured, which is what my goal was. Oh, so it had nothing to do with like shooting the latest episode of Olivia Meets How Much. We're not going to see an episode of you just your top off just doing some sort of task or something. <laughs> no, man. No. <laughs> what's, what's I'll that, keep what's that for that? the boys at football. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> that like for you? You know, because obviously you're a footballer first, but you're also this semi... As far as players in the championship go, you're probably one of the more high-profile ones, if you don't mind me saying that. Is that... Yeah. Can that sometimes be a bit of a distraction? Um, I think maybe people could look at it and think, oh, that could be a distraction. But yeah. the way I see it was, I, I spoke at length with my missus and the people that were making the show. And I said, listen, football's first. That's my job. That's the thing I love to do. You ain't ever going to distract me away from it. So if I'm, if there's something I've got to do with football, I want to do something, I want to train longer or something, then you guys have to wait kind of thing. And they understood that. And it's one of those things, TV wasn't something, still isn't something that I want to do. I don't enjoy it massively, but I do it because that's her job. And I'd be a bad person if I was, if I weren't supporting her in what she does. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No, that's, so that's why, that's why I've done it, to support her. She wanted me to do it, so I said, sure, I'll, I'll have a go. And it's actually been quite fun. And I I was a bit worried before, like, the first episode come out that how it had kind of portrayed me. Mm. But I think it portrayed me in the way I wanted it to, and that's that I only really care about football, and that's all I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Well said, well said. That's, that's not very media at all, that answer. Um, but <laughs> what... what, what um, <laughs> you know, you guys are um, engaged, and um, we're not going to make about them, but we'll make it about you two. But um, have you got a golf course at where you're going to get married now? We have got a golf course. It's about two minutes down the road, so oh, okay. it's all I asked for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I, I wanted. You was a bit heartbroken when, when you found out, mate. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gutted, mate. I was gutted. Yeah, is, is it I was going to call the wedding off, you know, if, if there weren't one close. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Nah, no. Oh, no, nah, she's in the other room. Oh, I thought, I thought you were saying it so she can hear me. I was about to say. But um, last, <laughs> nah, nah. last, last on that, um, is it annoying when you get 
when you're walking out maybe for a coffee or whatever and then you've got these people following you around with a bloody camera how annoying can that be at times uh yeah yeah it can it can be a little bit annoying especially if it's like it's not so much for me but for her like if she gets up and she's got no makeup on and she's just literally like you said just going down the shop to get a coffee mm. and there's someone pointing a camera in your face like on a sunday morning it's it's just like a bit of an Im- invasion of privacy but it's what you kind of signed up for so yeah what can you say do you know what i mean it's, it's not not the nicest thing in the world but mm. just get on with it yeah but um you know all this all this tv stuff and whatever it's probably been a good relief for you anyway um, and a good way to keep your mind off yeah. when you were injured. But now that we are got going back to football now, when you do look at the championship, um, what teams are there in the league that you look at and you think, oh, they're going to be tough to beat or they're like one of the, the shorties to go up? I honestly think the champ's so open this year. I don't think there's anyone that I'd say... I don't really want to play them like this. They're a good side. Mm. I think the three, probably the three sides that got relegated are the three that you'd look at and go, yeah, they're decent. Bournemouth, Watford, Norwich. I think they're in the top four now. They're mm. probably the, the three that I, you'd look at, but I don't think you can fear anyone, especially this season. I just think there's no one that's going to run away with it. Yeah. No way. It's not like I think Leeds. it will go right down to the wire. Yeah, it's not like Leeds and like yeah. West Brom and and, and then, and then, no, no, Leeds, Leeds, West Brom, Fulham. It was like, yeah, them, yeah they, they just, they, they was always going to get promoted. There was no questions. Mm. I think this year, no one will be able to call it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be tight. What about, what about player wise? Who's, who stood out from other teams that um, you look at and you think, wow, because last year, obviously, everyone, and it's still pretty early in the season, but, you know, Benarama was, Benarama was the like, the standout one. Whenever I asked, whenever I spoke to people, yeah, they'd always mention Ben Rama, Oli Watkins, and um, Pereira. Sick. Yeah, Pereira. They'd mention. But um, looking at the league this year, who is there that you're looking at thinking, "Nah, that's a player right there." I think the kid at Watford, uh, Saar. Saar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the winger. Yeah, it's funny yeah, him. because I know there was a lot of talk about a lot of top teams um, going after him during like the off season and whatever. And, yeah, and Liverpool, isn't it? Liverpool were the ones that were like linked with him the most. Yeah, so um, I wanted to. It's, it's interesting. I wanted to see how he how he went along, how, how he got along this year. So for you to say that, then it must mean that he's actually you know doing all right. I've not seen yeah. these games. The boys, the boys when they played Watford said that he was the, he's the best player they've played against oh, wow. this season. That's good, man. That's yeah. good. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much us all done. I told you I wasn't going to keep you long. Hope you've... Um, <laughs> hope you've enjoyed I've enjoyed it, it man. Yeah, I, I wish nice I... Nice to just chat about football. Yeah, no. I, Get I away I, from the misses. Yeah, no, trust me. Always. I would... Um, Talk long with you, but I was quite bored to be on. No, I'm joking. I, I, would, I was never bored. I was never bored. <laughs> <laughs> I was never bored. But yeah, no, um, it's been great, man. And um, I really do hope that when you come back, you know, 
and you come back and you come back playing well and you know oh, what's your actual goals for the for the season like do you have in your head um like the amount of games you want to maybe get through the amount of goals you want to score because before you got injured when I do think of you I, I do think of a goal scoring midfielder do, do you know what I mean so is that yeah. something that you still got in your head that if I can get maybe 10 goals by the end of the season or have you got something in your head that you want to achieve yeah, so I always, I've got a goal target, but I don't let anyone know that. Mm. Um, I have one of those every season. But then I think a target that I have set myself is to try and play 20 league games, mm. which is something that I should do. At the start of the season, when I first on my injury, I had it down, try and play 30 league games. It was obviously with the, with the extra operation. Mm. I put it down to 20. And that might seem like quite a small amount when there's, probably like 40 games left, but for me personally, I think it, yeah, it'd be nice to get to, to 20, 20 games for the season. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and it's funny. To get promoted. Yeah. Oh, listen, that's, that the ultimate, that's the ultimate aim. And with, for the prem. and with fans hopefully back in the stadium. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, wait, but you guys, I think I saw somewhere. That Blackburn. Um, I don't think we'll be allowed because yeah. we're. Uh, yeah, I think I think Blackburn will stay in tier three or tier four, or whatever it is. But I don't think there'll be fans at our games for for a while. Or at Ewood Park, anyway. Yeah, that's that's going to be um, but, bit of a bit of a bumming, you know, a bit of a bummer. But at least do you think that's a bit of a. Uh, do you think that's a bit of like an advantage though, if some teams can have fans and some can't? Yeah, hundred percent. 100% because isn't it yeah, there are certain teams who to be honest most teams will do better with with your fans with, with their fans there do you get what I'm saying especially if you know you're going to away games and there's no home I mean there's no away fans there it's just home ones there are Not certain away fans. Teams, yeah there, there are certain teams where like Man City without fans I always think they're, they're the better team because without without you know fans they're just unreal but you know it's a bit unfair if you're, if you're going to a ground and and they've got their fans in, because and somehow allow four thousand. That's a that's a lot of fans when you're used to having. That's, that's, do you know what I mean? And then yeah, it'll be loud. Like it'll be louder than you think. Exactly. And um, I don't know. Are any of those allowed to be away fans? I don't think so. Look at that. And then you're going I think to think it's just home. Exactly. You're going to go back to Ewood Park, and then. No one's going to be there again. And it's, yeah, it is a bit unfair. And, you know, what can you do, man? What can you do? But well, bigger picture, at least those fans back in the stadium, right? Yeah. I think football's a lot worse without fans. Yeah. A lot, a lot worse. 100%. As soon as you guys are allowed fans, I'll definitely be down for a game or two. And um... Get up to Ewood, man. I'll take you for a tour around the change room and that. Sit you up in the box. Oh, thank you. You're, you're so kind, mate. Thanks, mate. Like, oh. Look after the boys, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank, thank you, mate. What else? What else? I know that. You don't even, you know, he's give you nothing. Mate. No, I'm joking. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But, um, yeah. So, thank you very much for doing this. This is actually going to probably be out maybe tomorrow. No problem. My pleasure. It's probably going to be out tomorrow. So, um, perfect. Yeah, and 
those those at home watching this, hope you've enjoyed it. Get at get at Ducky and wish him well and and um, subscribe, like, share, all of that good stuff. And um, yeah, until next time, in a bit. Cheers, brother. Thank you. See you later. Wait, 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 wait. wait.